0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Tyler Memorial's live worship service this morning. Uh, beautiful morning this morning, and this morning, uh, things are a little bit different. I've got some, some friends with me today. Uh, I've been having Miss Connie and Mr. Scott with me, uh, but i got some more friends here today, and we're going live to you today. So I want to encourage everybody. i got Jake Vollmer behind the screen. Everybody knows Jake behind the camera there. He'll be uh, maybe kind of keeping an eye on some comments. I'm not going to say that he's going to reply or anything, but if... If anybody wants to comment and say hi, please do. This is kind of a time for us to um, fellowship and commune as much as we can while we're socially distant. So please use this time. Feel free uh, to chat with each other there in the comment section below. You can, you can talk with each other. Uh, you can also post. We'll have a time here in a little while to post uh, joys and concerns. And we want to encourage folks at any point throughout this video, uh, throughout this service, but especially during our time of praises and prayers, to post, if you feel comfortable, if you feel led, uh, uh, to our Facebook post here, and we will add you to our prayer list and uh, be praying for you. So uh, we'll have a couple other things like that coming up. A couple of quick announcements for you real quick, too, just before we get started here. Um, I want to remind everybody that next week is technically our our target date to start back for in-person worship here at Tyler Memorial, but... I want everybody to catch that, but I got a big butt today, so pay attention. I, next week is our scheduled date, but uh, we, we may end up pushing that back. We're going to check what happens today. We're going to see what happens today uh, and, and in this coming week, but we will we, we'll probably end up pushing back uh, at least one more Sunday. So I want to give everybody a heads up on that. Not for sure yet, but please stay tuned to our Facebook page, and we'll be also sending out emails um, and if you have any questions, you can also contact me personally uh, via my contacts for the church here as well through this Facebook page or our phone numbers or our uh, email address. So if you've got any questions about whether services are going to happen or not, please just send me a message or, uh, or find somebody that might know that in our church. So I think that's all the announcements I have for everybody this morning. We've got a great service for you. I'm really excited. Got some beautiful music. Uh, going to be talking about discipleship here in a little bit. And uh, like I said, it's a gorgeous day. It's going to be perfect. So everybody enjoy this beauty. Enjoy this day. Enjoy this moment. And breathe in the grace of God as we prepare our hearts for worship. Gracious God, we thank you for this time that we are able to come together. We thank you for this opportunity to come before your throne, to stand before your glory, Lord, to kneel at your altar. And though, Lord, we may not be physically in our sanctuary today, though we may not be physically in our churches or in our places of worship, and though we may... Uh, be in the comforts of our own home, Lord, let it be found there even more, your grace, your love, and your mercy. Wherever we are today, Lord, wherever we find ourselves coming together from, let us remember that fact that we are together through all this. And through it all, Lord, we just ask that we are able to trust you more, to be conduits of your grace, your love, your mercy into the world around us. Lord, where there is darkness, let us be the light. Help us to worship you today in a way that pleases you and not ourselves. Lord, we thank you for all that you give us. It's in your holy name that we pray.
1: Amen. My name is God. Today I will be reading the scripture from... Psalms chapter 8 O Lord our God, the majesty, the glory of the day fills all the earth, overflows the heaven. You will taught the little children of praises. You plenty may their simple shame and silence your enemies. When I look up into the night sky, and see the works of your fingers. The moon and the stars have you made. I, f- I cannot understand how you can bother with more puny men, how you can bother with mitre and yet it have made him only a little lower than the angels, and placed the crown of glory honor upon his head. You you have put him in the change of everything and made everything is put under his authorities. All the sheep, the ox and the wild animals, the birds, the fish, and all the lice in the sea. O oh God, our Lord, the Majesty of glory of your name fills the earth the word of god for the people of god thanks be to god and now wherever you are
0: as well we'd like you to join us in singing uh, a, a good old classic uh, there's something about that name mm-hmm.
2: few weeks this has been I am praying that each one of you are well and safe and for those of you that don't know me I am Miss Tammy and I have the children on Sunday mornings during normal church services and we share a lot of time together and we're now into summer so we want to continue our stories and we want to continue to listen learn Pray, sing, worship, and rejoice. Where's the darkest place that you've ever been? Maybe a cave? Or at night when the electricity's out? Or maybe trying to hide under your bed? Well, before God started creating things, everything was dark and blah and formless God made everything when God said let there be light in Genesis there was light and he called the light day and the dark night that is what God did on the first day of creation On the second day of creation, God created the sky. And on day three, He created the oceans and the mountains. He also made the trees and the flowers. And on day four, God created our sun. Our moon and our stars day five God created and filled those oceans that he had created with fish lots and lots of fish all the oceans and the lakes he also made birds and butterflies that we see flying around really pretty and on the sixth day, God created all the other animals, lots of animals, outdoor animals, farm animals, domestic animals, dogs, cats, birds. He created it all. Now, God made everything good, but he wasn't finished yet. I know God is good because of what he made on that sixth day of creation when God made all the animals God decided to make a human God made man and named him Adam he also created a beautiful garden of Eden for Adam to take care of for him This was going to be the perfect home for Adam with everything he needed and he gave Adam work to do to take care of this garden he was to take care of everything that God had made but after a while God decided that Adam wasn't good to be alone he says I'll make him a helper so God made woman Her name was Eve. Together, Adam and Eve took care of the garden and worshipped God. God created everything. God made Adam and Eve, and God made us too. So God created humans to rule over the things on earth that he had created. And God was very happy with the things that he had made. Genesis 1-1 tells us, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I'm so glad that God made all these things. So this summer, while we're apart, let's remember to be thankful for the things that God has created. Let's stop and take time each day to enjoy the sun and the trees, the flowers, the birds, the butterflies, and each night enjoy the moon, the stars, crickets, frogs, and lightning bugs. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for letting us bring this message to the children today. And we just thank you for everything that you have created And we just hope that everyone is well and safe and we can all be back together to worship you very soon. And we just praise you and thank you for all these things. Amen.
3: morning after those beautiful words about creation and all the wonderful things that God has done we thank Tammy for sharing that this morning and I certainly hope that you are looking out your windows and out your front doors and seeing what beauty is lying out there and then just simply looking around you but when your heart is in the right place you find this beauty so easily But there are some things going on in our world right now, and I'd like to share some things from the readings and the devotions that come from Jesus Calling, which is written by Sarah Young. We all know that things aren't just perfect right now, and sometimes they don't feel very beautiful. But this is what she says. Remember that you live in a fallen world, an abnormal world tainted by sin, Much frustration and failure result from your seeking perfection in this life. There is nothing perfect but me. That is why closeness to me satisfies deep yearnings and fills you with joy. I have planted longing for perfection in every human heart. This is a good desire which I alone can fulfill, but most people seek this fulfillment in other people and earthly pleasures or achievements. Thus they create idols, then they bow down to them. I will have no other gods before me. Make me the deepest desire of your heart. Let me fulfill your yearning for perfection. Seek my face and you will find fulfillment of your deepest longings. My world is filled with beautiful things. They are meant to be pointers to me, reminders of my abiding presence. The earth still declares my glory to those who have the eyes to see it and the ears to hear. You had a darkened mind before you sought me wholeheartedly. I choose to pour my light into you so that you can be a beacon to others. There is no room for pride in this position. Your part is to reflect my glory, for I am the Lord. Who is in charge of your life? If it is you, then you have good reason to worry. But since I am in charge, worry is both unnecessary and counterproductive. When you start to feel anxious about something, relinquish the situation to me. Back off a bit, redirecting your focus to me. I will either take care of the problem myself or show you how to handle it. In this world, you will have no problems in spite of the circumstances that we are living in if we are focused on our Lord. Do not lose sight of our Lord and all his good.
0: Uh, as we go into a time uh, this time, I'd like to offer this as a time of our joys and concerns, but I want to start uh, real quick before we start that. I want to lift a joy right now in seeing God work uh, in, in my life, particularly. Uh, I think that's what we need to do more often to share some testimony about stuff like that. But you know, I, I see God, uh, God always works thematically, not always, but works thematically in my life when I notice it sometimes. And this morning has and I just want to share this with everyone this morning has been such a blessing for me uh, how, how this this day has unfolded thus far uh, the contributions that that people have brought in today uh, miss Tammy miss Connie Scott uh, Jake and everything that everybody has brought to the table today has 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 landed on uh, the banqueting table of Christ. And that is amazing to see how God uses each of us. And we're gonna be talking a little bit about that in the message too, but its I just wanna share that as a blessing, and I hope it's a blessing to you too, to see God at work. And to see God using us as individuals to contribute to his kingdom, what a blessing for me. So that is my blessing. And as we go into this time, I want you to uh, definitely turn your eyes upon Jesus and focus, like, like Miss Connie's reading was so beautiful, and uh, focus on God's gift of, of Christ in your life. Focus. Look through the lens of Christ as we see the world around us. And, and as the reading said, uh, you know, everything else kind of fades away, as, as the song says as well. And we, we are able to see the pure, uh, unadulterated, uh, undiluted uh, uh, glory of God in each and every single moment. When we open our eyes to God at work in our life. Uh, you know, I was having a, a great discussion with uh, my buddy Kyle uh, Cock on the way over here this morning, um, and you know that was the discussion as life happens to us, and it 's the way we handle it, the way we approach it it 's the lens that we see each moment through that affects how uh, we, we we obviously Uh, uh, internalize those things. If we see something as negative, if we believe it to be true, as Christ says, uh, if it's loosed on earth, it'll be loosed in heaven. If it's bound on earth, it'll be bound in heaven. If you believe something to be bad, if you believe something to be ugly, if you believe it to be true, guess what? That's true. But if you can look around, open your eyes and believe that God is in each and every moment that, that, to believe that God has created each and everything and to believe that God is working all things towards your good if you believe that then man, life is a pretty sweet fruit that you just got to take a bite of every once in a while. It's when we see everything is rotten it's when we see everything is dead it's when we see everything is dying that we find ourselves distant from the very presence of God. Because my God is a, is a life creator and uh, that's where I find God is when, when when I open my eyes to where life is actually functioning. Got off a little tangent there, sorry. We will be moving into our moment of prayer now, and as we do that, I pray that God speaks into your life, that God opens your heart, and that you can find healing where you need healing, find hope where you need hope, and find some humbling where you need humbled as well. So as we go into prayer, uh, keep those thoughts in mind. Lord, gracious God, we thank you for this time as we can come together. Lord, as we open our lives to you, as we open our lives to each other, Lord, I pray that we can be honest with ourselves. Because regardless whether we're honest with you or not, you've seen the deepest, darkest places in our hearts already. How foolish of us to think that we can hide anything from you. So Lord, we ask for the courage and strength to be honest with ourselves. To open those doors into those dark rooms. To throw back the shutters and the curtains. Lord, we ask that today we can unfurl our lives. Let our very spirit flow in the wind of God. Lord, we thank you for this time. And at this time, we allow this moment to lift up our joys and concerns in this time of silence. Gracious God, as we become more and more open with ourselves, we thank you for the natural progression of becoming more honest with each other. Lord, we pray that the coming clean that we can present to you today, we pray that that journeys into other parts of our lives, that we can remain transparent and open and honest with our brothers and sisters around us. Help us keep courage and hope and and peace and love, Lord, at the foresight of all that we do. Keep our interactions focused on healing and hope and peace, Lord. And though the turmoil rages around us, it's obvious and, and, and impossible to ignore, Lord. We just pray that we can have the ability to look past that and see your grace that lies ahead. Thank you for your son our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who teaches us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power forever Amen. today's scripture reading uh, for our message today we're going to be looking at of the book of Matthew if you're following along at home the book of Matthew chapter 28. And we're going to be looking back towards the very end of it, starting in verse 16. A lot of us might be familiar with this particular, these particular scriptures. It is known as the Great Commission. It's the last little bit in the, in the wonderful book of Matthew. This is post, uh, post-resurrection. This is uh, when Jesus uh, is about to leave the disciples in physical form for, for pretty much the last time. Um, and, and he's imparting one last uh, little, uh, one last command, really. This is the Great Commission that we know of in, in the Christian church. I'm going to read through this scripture. And if you are familiar with this, this story, uh, this, this reading, you will probably uh, be more familiar with uh, the, the focus of it, which is the Great Commission, the Go Create Disciples. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, but I want to focus on a little bit, before that, that is so easy to miss. So um, I'm going to start by reading the entire scripture, and I'll talk a little bit about it, starting in, chapter, in verse 16 of chapter 28, the book of Matthew. Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations or all people, some some translations say, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the com- commands I have given you and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of time. Man, that's good. I like that. Christ is always with us. So, uh, some of us might be familiar with this scripture, the Great Commission, go, create disciples. It is actually part of our Methodist... Uh, 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 mission statement uh, is to create disciples of jesus christ for the transformation of the world it is the, the 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 one of the it's called the great commission it's one of our last commands that christ leaves his disciples go go it's an action it's an active thing right we, we can beat this drum uh until we, our arms fall off but we we always come back to that discipleship is an active living breathing thing it's not a place or a destination. It is a go. It is a, an open-ended command to go. Go. Create disciples of all people. All people. Not just the good ones, not just the bad ones, not just the this or that. And we're going to be talking a little bit about that because look at the people that, that Jesus called. Look at the people that Jesus created to, uh, uh, made into disciples. You know, we see, uh, we've heard this, these great wonderful scriptures today and these great readings about God's creation, God's beauty, God's glory. And even in Scott's psalm reading, we, we are reminded of, of just how small and meager and, and, and puny that we human beings are. These silly little fragile jars of clay uh, bursting with the life of the Holy Spirit within we see this great creation around us, but oftentimes we're, we're quick to judge these puny little lives around us. We forget that in all this majesty, in all this glory, God created each and every single one of us as well. That is why the Great Commission is for all people, because we are all children of God. God created each and every single one of us just as he created the stars in the sky, the fish in the sea, the the majesty that surrounds us. God created the majesty that lives inside you as well, each and every single one of us. So as we see and we look at these wonderful creations with all their shortcomings and cracks and and brokenness, we see our examples of the disciples. And I want to step back in these these verses. We skipped over, we read through them, but it's pretty easy to skip over them. The first little part of this, I don't want to touch base on that. The 11 disciples we hear in this scripture, we know that Judas has been taken out of the 11, and uh, after betraying Jesus, went and did himself in uh, from the guilt and shame of that. So we're left with the 11, and we will find uh, that they replace Judas later, spoiler alert, Um, but... Right now we have the 11 original disciples of Jesus who were called from where they were. Notice that Jesus uh, took these disciples from where they were. Tax collectors, fishermen, this, that. Took them, did not wait for them to come to Him. Did not wait for them to go to church. Did not wait for them to be good, uh, faithful people. Christ comes to them where they are and says, follow me. He creates disciples out of the the most unlikely place. Right where we are. He calls us into this life. But it doesn't end there. After years and years of traveling with Jesus, after this time spent together, after this life of, of grace and love that Jesus has poured into these disciples, we find, we obviously know that through the crucifixion and resurrection and now the great commission we see christ once again uh, leading the disciples into a time of transition Uh, they're about to receive they have received the holy spirit last pentecost uh, last sunday we celebrated pentecost the reception of the holy spirit Uh, but this is the last great final commission where jesus is saying listen boys i trust you now you're ready to go, I'm sending you out. I don't know if anybody, if any parents out there or, or any folks that have ever trained or coaches, a lot of coaches, if you've poured your life into someone, into a relationship, and then it comes time, you know, I think back about track time, you know, the, my coach pouring time into me and pouring that effort into training me and training me and training me, and then the time comes where the gun goes off and he's got to stand back and guess who's got to do the work. This is, this is Jesus' last you know, command, last encouragement, all right, boys. The gun's going off now it's on you now. Run the race that I've laid out before you, follow the trainings and teachings that i've that i've that I've poured into you over these last few years. It's your time now, boys, but wait, let's not miss this one little verse in here. This should give us all hope. I don't know about you, but I sometimes, and I'll admit it, probably shouldn't as a pastor, but I have doubt i know i know don't throw anything but there are times in my life that i doubt i think if we're honest there are times in our lives when we all question ponder and even doubt our very own faith but if we can't find hope in these verses then i don't know where we can Because we see the eleven disciples who have been poured into by the living flesh and blood Jesus Christ for years, who have seen the resurrected living body of Christ after the crucifixion. It says all of them worshipped Him, but some of them doubt. Still, still, after all the, the... first hand accounts these disciples some of them still doubted didn't stop them from worshiping that's important to remember our doubt does not mean that 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 our faith is broken or that we are broken doubt is a crucial part of faith if we knew it wouldn't be faith you see here's the problem here's the problem is that we need to know things we've got to be able to have a handle on our god we've got to have every everything fit in a box and control it. But I tell you the truth. I need a God that I can't get a handle on. I I serve a God. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure. I serve a God who does the impossible. I serve a God who who can do things that, that, that do not make sense within any human realm of science, logic, reason. I serve a God who 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 does things that blow my mind and that make me say there's no way that happened. I serve a God who if you don't doubt some of the stuff he does, then it ain't the God that you need to be worshiping. Because if it's all within your realm of possibility, guess what? It's not God. If you're sure about your faith, your faith ain't big enough. If you are not every once in a while questioning yourself and your motives, then you're not diving deep enough. Because to doubt is part of faith. And that does not mean you are wrong. That does not mean Christ is wrong. That does not mean you are broken. That does not mean you are a bad Christian. That means you are concerned about your everlasting soul and your relationship with your Creator. And you are interested enough and you are concerned enough to pursue truth with a capital T. Amen, hallelujah, and good for you. Continue to question. Continue to ponder. Continue to pursue that truth. Don't ever give up. Christ calls us to go, whether we're ready or not. He's not waiting for you to be perfect. He's not waiting for you to have all those doubts taken care of. He is not waiting for you to be the, the, the epitome of what a Christian life looks like. He calls you right where you are. He calls you right when you are. Christ calls you wherever you are in your faith journey. It's what it is. He's not waiting for you to come to church. He's not waiting for you to to, to move past that thing that's holding you back. He's not waiting for you to not doubt. He doesn't need you to be sure. He doesn't want you to be sure. He wants you to trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus. To trust and obey. So as we come to a close uh, of our message today, I want to encourage, inspire, uh, and implore you to go. Don't wait. Don't wait to be perfect. Don't wait to be be qualified. Don't wait to have that piece of paper. Don't wait to have uh, that certification. Don't wait for someone to ask you, go. Go and create disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world, for the transformation of the world outside of you and for the transformation of the world inside of you. Brothers and sisters in Christ, go. Let's close in prayer. Gracious God, we just thank you. We thank you for your your trust in us. We thank you in giving us that responsibility, Lord, to serve you and your kingdom. Lord, help us to take that charge. Help us to have that courage. Help us to take on that responsibility headstrong, knowing that you stand behind us, that you go before us, and that you burn within us, Lord, if we allow it. Lord, all things work for our good if we believe. Lord, I pray that we can go into this world, facing all challenges, all trials, all tribulations, all mountains and valleys, Lord. help us to face it with the knowledge, with the wisdom, with the faith, that it all is working for our good, Lord, we thank you for your faith in us. Help us to return that to you in all that we do. And it is in your holy name that we pray. Amen. I wanted to thank everybody for joining us today uh, for our worship service here live online i do want to encourage you to join us next week same time same place ten we're going to be here live um right now we still are on the schedule to be here but please stay tuned please stay uh, uh connected or call before you come for sure just to make sure uh, but we will be live on facebook for sure at ten thirty next sunday so join us for sure um, thank you all. I want to thank Tammy for coming in today for our children's moment. Always thanks Miss, to Miss Connie uh, for her contribution. Thanks to Scott for his contribution and Jake for coming in. Uh, bear with us, church family, uh, as we as we kind of stumble into this into this unknown world together. Uh, be patient with us in all that we do, please. We ask for grace and, and, and mercy if we are falling short in somewhere, uh, some way. Uh, please let us know. Reach out to us, and if we can feed you in some way that you're not being fed, please let us know. Uh, But thanks for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Um, Everyone, be intentional in your outreach, be inspirational in your discipleship, and be unconditional in your love. Shalom.